things I want to get off my chest. Podcast day, super late. Um, but actually, I was gonna put it up Wednesday, and then Wednesday night going into Thursday, so it would have been a day late. But to be honest with you, uh, I, it was basically a raw review and a couple other mailbag questions, which I can get to at the end. But this is kind of a breaking news sort of podcast day. Obviously, if you are, if you listen to this podcast, you're obviously a fan of other podcasts and pro wrestling. And that is the news that on Wednesday night at a house show in Dublin, Ireland, uh, Seth Rollins was wrestling Kane, who, why Kane was wrestling when he's apparently been abducted by the Wyatts is something that they probably won't address on, but, or touch on, excuse me. Um, But basically, I remember when this happened, I was up Wednesday night and uh, there were some people saying that. Uh, Seth Rollins had been injured in a match or appeared to be injured in a match uh, in Dublin. And then Thursday morning I woke up and they had made it official uh, through, you know, numerous sources, one being, you know, the coach over at ESPN uh, saying that he has torn his meniscus, ACL and MCL and uh, is expected to miss six to nine months. Also that he would be vacating the championship, the belt, I still call it a belt, And uh, the new champion will be crowned at Survivor Series. Now, obviously, this is extremely bad timing with the fact that Randy Orton is out four to six months, likely to miss WrestleMania uh, with a shoulder injury, which I still firmly believe wasn't from taking out the trash. I believe it was something degenerate because Randy Orton is pretty much a degenerate and probably did something ridiculous and made up the trash story to cover for it. (coughs) And... With uh, Cena, you know, being gone until the middle to end of December with doing a TV show or whatever it is that he's doing, um, I feel like a lot of people are, are saying that the WWE is in panic mode or that, you know, this is the worst timing for them. But I got to be honest, I, I, I don't think, I mean, Grant, Rollins is a great performer. I think a lot of people took him for granted um, about how good of a weaselly heel he was and all of that talk about booking him too light and making him look that's that's what he's supposed to be that's what he's supposed to be i mean yes the days are gone where you always always protect the champion and he never gets beat you know bottom line is when the when the championship belt was on the line he never lost yes did he lose the suna cena yes he did but it was for the u.s title yes did he steal the show at numerous pay-per-views yes was he was he the best member of the shield of course was he a great cowardly heel of course you know, people don't give him enough credit for how good he truly is. And I think this sets up for him an amazing babyface return because same thing with Triple H. When he went down with his injury back in 2001, he was a huge heel with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, came back early, rehabbed like hell. I foresee the same thing happening with Seth Rollins because he is a he is a workout fanatic and in great shape. So if they say six to nine months, I can bet you he's going to be shooting for six months. Um, And he'll come back and that will be a great face to feud with whoever they position as the top heel at that time. That's that's just what I see. Um, You know, people so people think this is a bad thing. And of course, it's a bad thing. Anytime somebody gets injured, you don't hope somebody gets injured. But what it does is it really makes everybody pay attention to the other 
parts of the roster because now, um, I mean, everybody is on social media and websites are talking about, well, who do they have? And it, it, this is the, this is what we as wrestling fans have been clamoring for, for a year or two now. Now you legitimately have your two top quote unquote baby faces out in, in Orton and Cena. And, um, and now, uh, you know, Rollins. So, and Rollins was a heel, but those are the three big stars of the company as of, as of now. Um, and who knows what they were going to do at Survivor Series? Who knows um, what they were going to do uh, with, the, with the match at Survivor Series? If they were going to put it on Reigns right away or, uh, or not. Um, but, you know, they, they have said to be in panic mode or rewriting mode. So that's basically what I did with this podcast. I tore up everything I had uh, initially recorded in the earlier part of the week with Raw. Because it doesn't matter. Because everything that happened on Monday does not matter going forward now. And to be honest... I'm, ex- I'm not excited that it happened. I'm excited about what it could possibly produce. Um, because at the end of the day, Vince can't call John. He can call Brock. But, you know, he really can't call any of these old stars. Taker's already involved. You know, HBK and Ric Flair were just on Raw. It's, it's time to face the music, Vince. It's time to put on display a great wrestling show with this tournament and crown somebody a new champion. And the excitement, I think, is more now than it would have been with just Rollins and and uh, and Reigns. Um, and immediately, as soon as I heard of this, I thought, "Oh man, like this is this mirrors The Rock in 1998." If you remember correctly, The Rock had been a he came in as a babyface, like like Roman Reigns, started getting booed, um, became part of a faction, uh, was a bad guy for about a year and a half, and then. Right around SummerSlam, after he faced Triple H in 98, he started getting the crowd behind him. Much the same as Reigns now. Reigns has been booed for a long time, and he's just now starting to get the crowd. And people would possibly embrace a Reigns championship. Excuse me, I took a sip of Monster. Mm, thank you, Monster. Um, they would possibly embrace Reigns as a champion now more than they would a year ago. Because he has... Paid his dues a little bit more, proven his worth, been in some battles. So, so now you have him kind of getting cheered, and you have people kind of, um, kind of, you know, willing to see that, if you will. Um, but this leaves the door wide open for what happened at the Survivor Series '98. Now, since the heel champion, the authority champion, is gone, and Seth Rollins. Triple H and Stephanie, the authority, need to anoint a new authority champion. Um, and this allows you to, and if you look at the, if you go back on the network and you watch 1998 Survivor Series Deadly Game Tournament, people say the Attitude Era was better. There's more wrestlers now that can compete in that tournament that can give bust-ass four-star, five-star matches and make that tournament even better than there was uh, in 98, some of those matches were just horrendous. Some of the people leading into them, you had a lot of big names, but some of the matches, they weren't good quality at all. Um, and then you finally had the big payoff with the up and coming baby face, the rock, a la Roman reigns now in 2015. And they can do some sort of screw job finish and anoint reigns this heel. Because if you'll take a step back, your biggest heel just went down. <clears throat> you have a lot of tweener heels with the new day and people like that. And Alberto del Rio, they need to anoint Reigns 
the new heel and the champion. Or Bray Wyatt. But Bray Wyatt's stuck in the Undertaker feud. Um, that's another guy I think they've just missed the boat on making a huge monster heel. By beating him too much. So I think you have the opportunity to put Kevin Owens, Cesaro, Neville, uh, maybe some NXT people. Um, you know, Luchadors, um, The New Day. Uh, some singles matches for New Day. You know, like... Um, Let's see here. Did I already say Ziggler? I might have already said Ziggler. But the names you want to focus on are Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Alberto Del Rio, and Roman Reigns. And those should be the people who go through that tournament. And at the end, have your have your Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. Have the crowd jockeying. Have them kind of wanting to see Roman Reigns Roman Reigns Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns win. And then pull a screw job finish, align him with the authority, and then you have you have uh, Ziggler. You have Owens possibly as a face. You have Ambrose as a face. Um, Cesaro. Push Cesaro. The time is now. And it's not like they have other options. There, There is no other option at this point. They have to do this. Um, so, minus the Undertaker... Wyatt Survivor Series match, which I still don't know where they're going with this. I don't. I think people would be severely let down if it was four Wyatts versus Undertaker and Kane. I think they need two other partners. Who those partners will be, who knows? Because I don't think WWE would clear Sting to come back after his injury versus Seth Rollins because then they would have to clear someone like Daniel Bryan, who for some reason they're adamant about not clearing or bringing back, even though he's been cleared by you know numerous doctors. Um, you know, if they ever were going to bring back a big star, if they ever were going to say, you know what, we're going to clear your Daniel Bryan, I think now would be that time. Um, you know, even if he comes back and makes a surprise, uh, entry into the Survivor Series tournament, and even if he loses, that gives a good feud there between Reigns and Ambrose. I mean, uh, Reigns and, uh, Bryan. So I, I, to me, yes, it stinks. Yes, it sucks. It is a immediate refresh, but at the same time, I think that, this could be really good for them. Because look at NXT. NXT is popular, and it's not a niche market. If you could do... I bet that if they put NXT on the USA Network in place of Raw, and people switched on hoping to see Raw, <clears throat> I guarantee you over a million to a million and a half would stay because NXT is so good. Very little talking. The promos mean something. The programs mean something. And they're allowed to wrestle. Look at the other night with the NXT show with Finn Balor and Apollo, and, uh, Apollo Crews. Two packages that make you care about each competitor. The light at the beginning when they shown the spotlight on them and they introduced them. How how great did that make that match feel? That you know, give it a big match feel. And then they went out and they they had an amazing match. Paul Cruz's best showing so far in NXT because they let him wrestle more than you know a five minute squash match and the rumble. And then they injected Baron Corbin and now there's another setup. And then you had a heel turn with Samoa Joe, which I think we all saw coming. Um, you know, that's another guy, Samoa Joe, Baron Corman, uh, Finn Balor. Uh, you know, these are guys that can come up and compete in this tournament and still head back down to NXT at the end of it. Um, I don't think they should worry about protecting the guys in NXT because at the end of the day, what NXT is supposed to be is developmental. Yes, it's a brand now, but don't forget why they're there. They're there to get to the main roster and you have guys that are there for the main roster. So... I would say, you know, and, and who knows, I've heard reports today that, um, you know, WWE has already reached out to some quote unquote big name stars to come back. Um, people that they, you know, people they never thought they'd, they'd sign. I've heard that. So I, 
to be honest, am more excited now about this tournament than seeing Reigns versus Rollins because I think with Reigns versus Rollins, the the buildup will be fine, but once they get into it, that pay-per-view crowd, they may it might not have been a good reaction for Reigns. It might not have been what they had been hoping for. Now you got an opportunity to put the belt on him without having to beat Rollins, people cheering for Rollins, and you also get a new heel champion because you need heel champions right now. So I think whoever wins, if it's not Reigns, will be anointed the authority champion and then eventually go on and lose that belt at uh, at WrestleMania. And whatever they had planned for WrestleMania is out the window now too because Rollins isn't a part of it. Orton's not a part of it. Cena's gone for two months. So um, whatever they had whatever they had planned um, is, is, is being rewritten and, got, and going out the window. So... Um, so that's what I think what's going on with uh, with that. I mean, I, I Deadly Game Tournament, just like 98, go back on the network, watch that, see the way The Rock was being responded to, see the way the fans were finally getting behind him after a couple years of being booed just like Reigns, and see how they how they pull, they pull that twist at the end. That is what I would like to see. Um, it's going to be a short podcast today. It's the end of the week. I have a lot of stuff to get done, but I wanted to give you that update on Seth Rollins. So he's out six to nine months. Uh, I expect sooner because he is... Uh, He's amazing in the weight room. If you don't follow him on Twitter or Instagram, you know, check him out. He's big into CrossFit. Uh, always keeps his body in tip-top shape. So I'm assuming he's going to work double hard to get back um, and get into it. But I'm more excited about Survivor Series now, even with the um, <clears throat> injury that happened to Rollins. So um, <clears throat> I had some questions come in to the mailbag. It's going to be about 20 minutes today, so it's a quick listen for you guys. And one of the questions was um, from Mike from Westbrook. His question is a good one. It's the one I asked the other day on PW Torch. Uh, It was, do you think that NXT uh, has actually done the opposite for what WWE intended, which is uh, create new stars, but now people actually like these new stars more and then when they come up to the main roster is there a feeling that Vince McMahon and everybody else up there wants to kind of put these NXT stars in their place and not continue the push that they had in NXT uh absolutely yes um because before when they were nobodies and they were coming up not nobodies Bo Dallas uh people like that you know Vince kind of put them you know I don't understand why you would create a character in NXT and then change it in WWE because you're you're getting your fans conditioned to like that character. So why change it in WWE? People think there's no crossover. Yes, there's a little bit of crossover that gets lost with some of the fans that watch Raw, the younger audience. But a lot of people are taking in both products, NXT and WWE, Raw and SmackDown. Not SmackDown, not so much. So when they come up to the main roster, it's almost like people are expecting them to be how they were in NXT, but they get these shitty versions of them. And I think it's 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 Vince McMahon, it's the higher ups of WWE that are like, that's cute, that that's a cute thing you had going on down here, but this is how we do it up here, pal. And it's it's sad because what's the point of your developmental then to get these guys super duper over and then bring them up to the main roster and crush them? I mean, look at Neville. Neville was the w, uh, the NXT champion. Oh, you know, not taken for granted, not taken lightly. You know, did a great job down there. Now, what is Neville doing? Why isn't Neville in some sort of title picture? Why isn't Neville at least given the chance to go out there and bust ass? Um, yeah, so I, I I think completely, 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 completely on point with that. 
um, a year and a half ago, not so much. Now, it's almost like Vince McMahon salivating to get Finn Balor and be like, oh, you guys think this is great? You think this guy's great? He's not a big bodybuilder. And turn him into just some mid-carder. When Finn Balor has, you know, I think Finn Balor is positioned more to be the new John Cena than Roman Reigns is. He appeals to men, women, and kids. Some of the some of the people you miss with Roman Reigns. So good question. Um, next question pertains to Survivor Series. This came in two weeks ago when they first when the whole thing happened with the Wyatts. Still is um, an important question now, especially talking about uh, the traditional Survivor Series match with the Wyatts and Roman Reigns. Uh, the Wyatts versus Taker and Kane. Um, basically, who do you foresee being Taker and Kane's partners? Do you see Finn Balor? Uh, do you see an NXT call up? Uh, do you see Sting? Do you see see somebody we're not uh, paying attention to? That's from uh, Jack in Scarborough. Um, I don't even know who Jack in Scarborough is. But thanks, Jack. Um, like I just touched on before, I'm not sure about Sting. I, I don't know how they would possibly, with all this concussion stuff and all this stuff about them handling injuries well, I'm not sure um, how they would get around that. I just don't I, I, I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, Finn Balor, I would love that. Just for a one-off, help them win, go back to NXT. But this is the thing. This is this match is so set up for failure either way. Taker and Kane win with whoever comes up. You beat Bray Wyatt again. Hurts him again when they should be building him as this monster heel. The Wyatts win. You beat Undertaker again. And then he might not be seen till. WrestleMania, when he comes in, you know, uh, the last four matches, he's lost three. So, when he should have been lost four, realistically speaking, when he tapped out to Brock, if you're looking at it from a kayfabe perspective. Um, I don't know. I don't know about this match. It looks good on paper. You know, if Sting was still healthy, I'd see Sting. Um, fourth guy, I'd see Finn Balor. Um, other people just don't fit, I guess. You know, like, Balor fits because of the demon thing, but... Um, huge match with huge guys you know Ballard be by far the smallest guy you know maybe Baron Corbin you know who who knows um this I'm completely stumped on that's why I'm even more interested because I don't know what they're gonna do uh but if they go end up going four versus two prepare to be let down and let down a lot of people because now people's anticipation is we want to see this we want to see this we want to see this so um I'm really really anticipating this pay-per-view because it's such a big turning point in the history of WWE as far as who they have on the roster who they're willing to bring up who they're willing to bring back and who's going to be the new champion coming out um so yeah so those are the two questions I had that's my take on Rollins um again sorry for being late wanted to reshuffle a little bit with the injury that happened because it's really you know changing the landscape here of WWE thank you guys for listening subscribing sending me monster blue or orange sometimes yellow um you know it's fake right at gmail.com to send me uh hate mail love mail or to get my address to send me monster subscribe on itunes you know it's fake right you know it's the podcast when you see the picture the outline of the late i mean not the late excuse me the great rick flair hopefully not the late um and yeah if somebody asked you if you know it's fake right just point them point them over to this podcast uh appreciate you guys enjoy the weekend Uh, Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Later.